I have been in this industry for 22 years. The last seven spent as a restaurant consultant and a restaurant coach. And in my opinion, there are two things that all great restaurants have in common. Two things that all restaurants need to succeed. And no, it's not good food and good service. Those are merely prerequisites. The market is too saturated these days to offer anything less than good food and good service. So I'm going to assume that your food is good and your service is good. I'm talking about something much more foundational. Don't know what I'm talking about? We're going to dig into all of this on today's episode of Restaurant Strategy. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying that goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a podcast with answers for anyone who's looking. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast dedicated entirely to the hospitality industry. We cover marketing operations and just about everything in between. Each week, I leverage my 20 plus years in the industry to help you build a more profitable and a more sustainable business. I also work directly with operators and owners all over the world through my group coaching programs to address and overcome the specific challenges we face in our industry. Curious to learn more? Set up a free 45-minute strategy session by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Let me show you how simple it can be to run a profitable restaurant. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, you will find that link in the show notes. Now, thousands of restaurants across the country use KickFin to send instant cashless tip payouts directly to their employees' bank accounts the second their shift ends. It's a really simple solution to a really big problem. Because let's face it, paying out cash tips to your workers day after day, shift after shift, is kind of a nightmare. Tedious tip distribution takes managers away from work that matters. It's hard to track payments, which leads to accounting and compliance headaches. Plus, Cash tip-outs create the perfect opportunity for theft, and there's never enough cash on hand to pay out those tips. So, managers are constantly having to make bank runs. Bottom line, there's never been a secure, efficient way to tip out until now. Meet KickFin. KickFin is an easy-to-use software that sends real-time, cashless tip payouts straight to your employees' bank accounts 24-7, 365 days a year. Tipping out with KickFin gives managers and operators hours back in their day. It makes reporting a breeze and protects your business from mistakes and theft. And employees love it, so it's one of the best recruiting tools out there. Best of all, restaurants can have KickFin up and running overnight. Employees can enroll in seconds, no hardware, no contracts, no setup fees. Get in touch today for a personalized demo and see how restaurants and bars across the country are tipping out with KickFin. Visit kickfin.com slash demo. That link is also in the show notes. So, as I said at the start, today we are talking about the two things you need to succeed. And no, it's not good food and good service. Of course, 
Of course, those are important, but I consider that to be a prerequisite for, for simply even entering the market. It's just too hard anymore to try to compete with a mediocre product. And I know you guys, I know you don't strive to be mediocre. I know you don't strive to be just okay. What you provide is important, crucial even, to the market you're served. So again, I'm going to assume you've got good food and good service. Now, what I'm talking about on today's episode goes even deeper than that. And let me tell you, I talk to a lot of restaurant owners and operators all over the country, and the ones that struggle all have something in common. Two things, actually. That's what we're going to talk about. But guess what? All of the restaurants out there that are crushing it, they're ones that are seeing 15, 20, 25% profit margins. They have these two things figured out. So two things that you need to succeed. We're going to talk about one on the operations side and one on the marketing side. We're going to dig into both of them on today's episode. We're going to, we're going to go deep. I'm going to give you very actionable things to do when you leave this episode. You're going to know, you're going to know what to do by the end. Now I want to start with operations. So what is it, right? Two things that your restaurant needs to succeed. Every struggling restaurant that I see is missing these things and every successful restaurant has these two things locked down. So these are the two things that you need to, to, that you need to succeed. On the operations side, we're gonna start with a path to profitability. I talk about this a lot with my coaching clients. I talk a lot about this when I speak across the country. I'm gonna talk about it here today. You need a path to profitability. Here's what I mean by that. The analogy I always like to give is when I go visit my brother in LA. So I'm, I'm here in the, uh, the New York City metro area. My brother lives in Los Angeles. When I go to visit him, I pick the dates when I'm gonna go. I book a ticket for those dates. And here in New York, I've got three major airports. So I figure out which airport I'm gonna go to. I go to that airport. I go to the proper terminal, to the proper gate. That is my path to get from New York to LA. That's how I go visit my brother. Figure out when I'm gonna go, I buy a ticket for those dates. I go to the proper airport, proper terminal, proper gate. There is a path that I need to travel to get from New York to LA. You need the same sort of thing for your restaurant. And I'm tired of watching restaurants flounder simply because they don't give this more thought or deeper thought. You need a path to profitability. You need to understand what you need to do in order to hit, let's say, 20% profit margins. And that's what I like to talk about. That's what I coach about. Because guess what? I'd rather aim for 20% and fall short and wind up at 15 or 16%. Here's a startling, staggering, mind-numbing statistic out there. 80% of the restaurants in this country operate under 5% profitability. So we know the close rates. We, we, know that we know the incredible failure rates. Forget all the failures. I actually don't even care about the failures right now because of those that are succeeding, of those that are still open, 80% of them make 5% or less profit margin every period. That is unacceptable. Why bother? What we do is way too hard. You are too good at what you do and you give too much of yourself to your business to not have a business that reciprocates. I always say this to my coaching clients. You need a business that works as hard as you do. So this is what we're talking about. You need a path to profitability and 3% profit margin 
is not enough. That's not appropriate. Why bother going into business? Most other industries in the world, they don't go into business unless they can guarantee a 20 to 25% profit margin. And I think we should go about this business in the same way. I've talked about this on past episodes. Again, I also talk about this quite a bit with my clients, uh, but I like to think of our business being much more closely aligned to manufacturing, right? To uh, to, uh, to to major um, uh, to major uh, workrooms, stockrooms, warehouses, factories. What we do is like a factory. We bring raw materials in. We do something to those raw materials. We provide more value. We create more value. We create a product that we can then sell. We bring in raw materials. We turn it into something that we can sell. That's what a factory does. That's what a restaurant does. Now, our business is built a lot differently than a factory, understood. We have our own challenges. So we need to understand what is our path to profitability. And what I always coach on is that we should start with 20%. Let's build a budget that gets us to 20% profit margin. And if we fail, if we fall short, we'll land at 15 or 16 or at worst, 10 or eight. But then if we're still at eight, if we fall so short of our goal that we're in single digit profit margins, at least, at least we are making a profit. Unlike restaurants that try for 10 and land up at three or try for five, fail and wind up at minus five. Again, the number of restaurants is staggering that aren't turning a proper profit because under 5% also includes all the ones that are turning, uh, that, that are not turning a profit at all, the ones that are operating at a loss. And there are tons of restaurants out there and I've, sp- I've spoken to a bunch just in the last couple of months, especially as we're turning from summer into fall, right? Where they're seasonal. They do really great in the summer and the, uh, the spring and the summer, but then fall's okay and they really start to bleed when they look towards the winter. And so they make 15, 20% uh, profit margin all summer long and then bleed, bleed during all the cold months. Or worse yet, I talked to a bunch of people that make 5% over the spring and summer and then minus five or minus 10 over the winter. And it's the seesaw. So they store up this big cash reserve during the warm months that will help get them through. They'll, they'll draw from that all during the cold months. It's no way to operate. And I know I know everybody listening to this who may be in that situation is going, yes, of course I know that's not, that's not sustainable. Of course I'm trying not to do that. So fine, I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna give you the recipe for moving forward. I'm gonna give you a path to profitability and that's what you need. So like I tell all my coaching clients, all the real work happens uh, in between sessions. You are responsible for doing, uh, for putting all this into practice. We're gonna go through, we're gonna get very tactical, we're gonna get very specific, and it is your job to put it into practice. If you need help with any of that, by all means, I talk about it at the very top of the show, uh, schedule a call with me. We will talk about how you implement that. And further, if you wanna learn more about coaching, we will talk about that right? Restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. If you ever have any questions or concerns, set up a free 45-minute strategy session. But what we're going to talk about today is your first step. Again, the two things that all restaurants need to succeed, first one on the operation side is you need a path to profitability. Let me introduce you to something I call the 30-30-20 rule. All my clients, many of whom are probably listening to this podcast, are going to be sick of me talking about this because I talk about it a lot. The 30-30-20 rule is a framework. It's a rough outline for how you should think about your expenses, right? So there's one way, uh, two ways to get to profitability, I should say, right? It's not one way, there's two ways, right? More revenue, less expenses. Profit is simply what comes out at the bottom of the income statement, right? 
So the goal is to turn a profit, right? And the path to profitability for many restaurants, right? I say, well, how, how do you make more profit? They say, well, we just gotta drive more sales and we gotta keep our expenses down. But it lacks specificity, right? Of course you need more covers. Of course you need less expenses. But how many more covers? How much more revenue? And what is a target for your expenses? And do you have a framework, a way to get your entire management team on board so that they're all rowing in the same direction. Because guess what? All your managers understand that same uh, concept as you. We need more revenue, less expenses. But you're not helping them help you. You have to help them by educating them and then empowering them to get you where you need to go. So let's talk about this. Let's get into this. Again, a path to profitability. I'm gonna introduce you to the 30-30-20 rule. 30-30-20, right? 30-30-20 stands, uh, builds up to 80. That all adds up to 80. If you keep all of your expenses at 80% of revenue, that leaves 20% left over. That leftover, that surplus, is what we also call profit. If you keep all of your expenses in these three buckets and they all add up to 80%, you will carve out a 20% profit margin for yourself every single month. You simply need a new way of thinking about it. That's what I hope to teach you today. It's one of the first things that I talk with my clients about and they get this hammered into their head. Before we do any other work, you need to conceptualize this and you need to start putting this into practice. So consider this to be your first coaching lesson, right? All the work we do after this, right? All the, all the hard work, the deep work is built on this basic principle, the 30-30-20 rule. So 30, 30, 20, I want you to think of three buckets. All of the expenses in your restaurant every month go into one of these three buckets. Cogs, labor, and everything else. I want cogs at 30% of revenue. I want labor at 30% of revenue. And I want everything else to be no more than 20% of revenue. Notice all three of those numbers are based on percentages and they are then thus tethered to a revenue number, right? We wanna think of our expenses as a percentage of revenue. So if revenue goes up, those numbers can go up. If revenue goes down, those numbers have to come down. If you go over any of those percentages, I wanna be really clear, that means you are subsidizing the restaurant. Every time you hit 35% labor, or 36% food, that's your money. That 6% was your money. So I want you to get really good at tethering those expenses to revenue. Again, 30, 30, 20. Cogs at 30%, labor at 30%, everything else, meaning rent, utilities, insurance, um, uh, printer paper, all of that comes to 20% over of your overall revenue number. P.S. That 20% of overall revenue, it's a good rule of thumb when you're looking at spaces because a lot of those are your fixed expenses, right? Again, rent, utilities, insurance, all of that basic stuff. So you should be able to do quick back of the napkin math and figure out, oh, is it going to be possible for me to generate the kind of revenue I need to bring all of my fixed expenses to 20% of revenue? It's a good rule of thumb. But right now, you've got a restaurant. You've got a restaurant, I'm guessing, that's probably just limping by, making a couple of percentage points of profit, uh, or maybe worse, maybe a couple of percentage points in the, in the red. But how do we get there, right? You say, yes, I want a profitable restaurant. Yes, of course, that's exactly what I want. How do you get there? This is how you get there. Now, you gotta understand 30, 30, 20. 
Hopefully all of you guys are nodding in agreement and saying, yes, that sounds good. Some of you are probably saying, yes, it sounds great, but it's impossible. I don't understand how to get there. Let me teach you the next step in this. Again, I'm gonna give you the playbook here. You simply have to execute on it. If you have any questions about it, you call me, you set up a call, I will walk you through it. This is what the coaching is all about. But at the, on the bare, bare minimum here, the foundation, you are getting the foundational piece. You are getting the concepts and you are getting a play-by-play for how to do this. So 30, 30, 20, you tether all of your expenses to a revenue number. You keep COGS at 30%, right? Cost of goods sold. Everything you bring in to then turn around and sell, you keep that at 30. Keep your labor at 30. And you keep all everything else, all the other things you spend money on to 20% of revenue. Now, how do you do that? It begins every single month by building a pro forma. Yes, you have to build a pro forma for the month ahead. A pro forma is a projection, right? It's an educated guess. What kind of revenue do you think you're going to generate? If you can estimate, if you can guess, if you can project your revenue, well then you can very easily arrive at the other numbers. Let me give you a very easy example, right? The average uh, restaurant in, uh, average independent restaurant in this country makes between a million and 1.5 every single year, right? That's roughly about $100,000 a a month in revenue, right? $100,000 a month turns into $1.2 million at the end of the year in gross revenue. Let's use that as an example also because it's really easy to conceptualize. So let's say you're projecting out for November and you're saying, I project we're going to make $100,000 in revenue. Well, then if you want to hit 30% COGS, it's very easy. You can't spend more than $30,000 on food, wine, spirits, beer. Everything you spend on COGS has to be $30,000 or less if you want to hit your 30% cost, if you're projecting your revenue to be $100,000. Same thing with labor. If you're projecting $100,000 in revenue and you want to keep your labor to 30%, you can't spend more than $30,000. That breaks out to $7,500 a pay period because we're going to assume four pay periods, right? Four weeks in a month, 7,500 times four turns into $30,000. Then it's very easy when you build your uh, schedule with a, with a program like Seven Shifts, let's say. Seven Shifts allows you to do this very, very easily. You build your schedule every single day and it's got the wages all in there and it projects what your daily payroll burden is going to be and what your weekly burden is going to be. Before you post a schedule, you got to make sure on paper, at least, it is under budget. And what I would probably do is try to aim for $7,000 a week. Try to aim for $28,000 in labor so that if you go over, somebody calls out sick and you got to uh, pull somebody else in and that puts them into overtime, that you've got a little bit of a cushion. So aim for $7,000 and then you got a $500 cushion each of those weeks. That's how you stay under budget. Guess what? This is how a factory works, right? So in your path to profitability, you got to understand you got to build a pro forma. Again, a pro forma is just an educated guess, a projection of how much revenue you're going to make next month. From there, you get a budget for each area, each of these three buckets. And you can break these out further, right? So if you say, hey, $100,000 in revenue, that means labor's gotta come in at 30%. You'll know where your salaries are, what your front of house hourly has to be at, and what your back of the house hourly is at. You give your service director or your general manager a number. This is what your front of the house hourly payroll has to come to. You give your executive chef. This is what back of the house hourly payroll has to come in at. 
Those are very easy numbers to uh, to look at. You can just look back over the last four or six pay periods and get a sense of where you land typically or where you need to land in order to be profitable. You do that and what happens then is you're giving people a budget. You're giving people a budget and saying, in order for us to be profitable, this is what you need to do. Guess what? This is what every other major business in every other major industry in the world does. And I do not understand why our industry does not manage the exact same way. If you want to be profitable, you got to be profitable on paper. You got to know that it's possible that this is my path to profitability. Again, for a a restaurant that's driving $100,000 in revenue, 20% profit is $20,000 in profit every single month. That is what I want for all of you out there listening. If you run a business that's $1.2 million a year, you should be netting $20,000 in profit every single month. You do this by building your path to profitability. You then educate all of the managers who are responsible for each department and you empower them to make the decisions to get you there and you hold them accountable. You hold them accountable. They're either under budget or over budget, right? If your cogs have to be at 30%, 30% of $100,000 is $30,000. You split that up and figure out what's the food budget, what's the wine budget, what's the spirit budget, what's the beer budget. Everybody has a budget for what they're allowed to spend. And guess what? In October, November, December, as sales typically go up for many restaurants, you can spend more. This is when a lot of, for example, wine directors and fine dining will bring in more stuff, more stuff to seller. Because guess what? January, February, March are usually a dip in, let's say, fine dining restaurants. So they use December with the big sales, the big revenue numbers, since they get a bigger budget that month, they use that as an opportunity to bring in more product to seller so that they can sell over the next couple of months. That will ease what is typically a thinner month. First quarter is typically thinner than fourth quarter. This is nothing new. We know this. This is what you need to succeed, a path to profitability. You have to know what it is. You have to know how you can get to that number on paper. You educate everybody who needs to be educated, your managers, and then you empower them to make decisions that get you there. You hold them accountable. You incentivize them to go after the same number that you go after. I always love to do this, right? I bonus my department heads based on not hitting their costs, although that's part of it, but on the overall profitability at the restaurant. This is just something as simple as profit sharing, right? If you hit 20% profit margins, you make $20,000 every single month in this $1.2 million restaurant we're, uh, we're envisioning. What's the big deal if you give away two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 of that to your department heads who are helping you get there? Because if you give them each a $1,000 bonus every month or a $2,000 bonus every month, it's going to hurt them when they don't get that bonus. Keep them aligned on the same thing that you're aligned on. Again, we're talking about the two things that all restaurants need to succeed. All the struggling restaurants that I talk to that I see do not do this. All the successful restaurants I see and work with do do this. You need a path to profitability. I now taught you my 30, 30, 20 rule. It's a framework for thinking about everything in your business, understanding how the expenses are tethered to revenue. Expenses are a percentage of overall revenue. 
That's the first thing you need to succeed. That's what I wanted to make sure to hammer home today. You need a path to profitability. Use the 30-30-20 rule. And if you have any questions about that, you know how to reach me. Go to Restaurant Strategy Podcast dot com slash schedule. I do these all week long. I probably do, I don't know, eight or 10 of these every single week. Free 45 minute strategy session. At the very least, it's a great way for you to get to know me, me to get to know you and see if I can help you in your business. If you want to learn more about the coaching programs, we can certainly talk about that on the call. But at the very least, this is a great way for me to get to know the listeners, uh, which uh, for a guy who uh, speaks into a microphone a couple of times a week, uh, it's it's a nice change of pace to be able to have a dialogue. So please, if you've got questions about this, how to put this into practice, go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. We're going to talk about the other thing that you need to do after a word from another one of our sponsors. Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges, and serving up their most comprehensive technology solution. Yet, it's called Pop Menu Max. It comes with the previous ingredients you've heard me mention on the podcast, right? Websites designed with SEO, marketing tools to keep you top of mind with guests, and of course, their patented interactive menu technology. But this new recipe brings automated phone answering to the table, third-party online order aggregation, waitlisting, and more. PopMenu's phone answering technology, for example, has your ringing phones covered. With artificial intelligence, AI, right? The simple questions that keep your phone line tied up can now be handled without pulling a staff member from your in-person hospitality. No more missed reservations, no more asking for your hours or, or, or missed revenue, and that's just the beginning. You have a passion for food. Pop Menu has a passion for technology. Together, that is a recipe for restaurant success. Now, even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry, and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you're a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you get to lock in one unchanging flat monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. That's $100 off your first month at popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy, all one word, no dashes. Okay, so today we're talking about the two things you need to succeed. One on the operations side, we already covered that. You need a path to profitability, right? We talked about the 30-30-20 rule and the importance of tethering your expenses to your revenue numbers. Revenue goes up, labor can go up. Revenue goes down, labor has to come down if you want to protect that 20% profit margin. But now, as promised, we've got to talk about the marketing side. What you need, what all restaurants need to succeed is to understand first and foremost what marketing is is, and then you need a framework for using marketing to actually drive more business, to grow your business. So let's get into it. We're gonna start at the beginning, because as Julie Andrews said, it's a very good place to start. We first need a definition for marketing. So what is marketing? All the way back to episode one of this Restaurant Strategy Podcast. That's where we started. We started with a definition for marketing. What is marketing? My definition for marketing is just three questions. What is the product, who is it for, and how can we reach them? What is marketing? It's those three questions. What's the product, who is it for, and how can we reach them? That's it. If you sell something to other human beings, 
You are a marketer, and I want you to embrace that. Too often, uh, a couple of things happen when I talk to uh, restaurant owners, right? And I say, talk to me about your marketing, and, and I get one of two answers. Number one, uh, either they start talking to me all about their, uh, their Instagram. Well, we, we post to Instagram every single day. And let me just say, that is not marketing. Instagram, social media, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is, those are tools available to the marketer. But Instagram is not marketing, right? We're going to get into what marketing is. But then on the other side, right, I said, when I talk to restaurant owners and I say, hey, tell me about your marketing, I get one of two answers most commonly. Number one, they talk to me about uh, social media. Uh, and then number two, uh, this happens, uh, this happens uh, quite frequently too. They say, oh, no, 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 we're just a small restaurant. We're just, we, we don't do marketing. We can't afford to do marketing. We're not some big chain. And again, they could not be more wrong because if you sell something to other human beings, you're a marketer. You are already marketing. Maybe you're marketing badly, but you are marketing, whether you realize it or not. Marketing, again, the definition for marketing is just those three questions. What's the product, who is it for, and how do we reach them? We have to understand that marketing is absolutely crucial to our business because it's about figuring out who wants what we have, who needs something that we are uniquely qualified to provide. That's it. You've gotta figure out what it is you do who wants that? And then how do you let them know? How do you entice them? How do you attract them? How do you persuade them? How do you convince them to take you up on your offer? That is it, hard stop. We have to understand that that is the key to marketing. Marketing is about identifying a market. I talked about this on Josh Copel's podcast. I was a guest uh, on, on his show uh, just a couple of weeks back. And I said, there, there are two ways to do marketing, right? Two main ways that marketers do marketing. In the first way, we come up with a product and then go find an audience, right? Go figure out who needs what we have or who might want what we have. Or the other way, we go figure out who has something or who needs something. And then we craft a solution to their problem. Right? Two ways to do it. We create something and then go figure out who wants it, or we figure out who needs something and then we go create something for them. Two ways to do it. Restaurants are notorious for always doing the first way. We create the restaurant we want, the one that we're really passionate about, the one that we're really excited about, uh, the, the, the things that we, we wanna cook, the, all of that. We come up with a product and then we spend all our time struggling to find an audience because it comes down to demand, right? there may not be demand for what you've created. And that's okay, you can certainly create demand. Some of the best things in the world, people didn't know they wanted until they saw it. So you can certainly do that, but it is a hard path to travel. And I think you'll find even the most successful products in the world that were new, that were revolutionary, innovative, still filled a demand. They solved a need for a specific person or a specific kind of person or a specific group of people. It's a much better way to go about business, to think about marketing, to look at your market. That could be your neighborhood, your city, your region, your country, whatever. To look at your market and figure out who needs something here? Who needs something that I am uniquely qualified to provide? If you do that, you can't help but succeed because you are already thinking with empathy. You are coming to the table with an empathic posture. You're putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and you're saying, hey, who needs something? How can I help? Here's the best part of this. This is not very far from what we already do so well, 
right? We exist to serve people. We meaning the restaurant industry, the, the hospitality industry. We are in the service industry. We exist to serve people. We ask people what they want and then we get it for them. We don't tell people what they should have. I wanna, I wanna really highlight that. When people come into the restaurant, we ask them what they want instead of telling them what they should have. Now, maybe sometimes we're really passionate about something and we try to push something, we try to sell something. But for the most part, what we do is take care of people. What do you want? Great, let me go get that for you. You'd like a martini? Let me go get you a martini. You want a glass of red wine? Let me get you a glass of red wine. You want an IPA? Let me go get you an IPA. We are merely filling demand. We're serving them in the way they wish to be served. That's what we do when people come in. So let's use that same idea to get people to come in. Rather than creating a restaurant that we want and trying to convince people to come do it, to come be a part of it, to come experience it, let's figure out what people want and simply give that to them. That is the best way to build a restaurant. So when we talk about marketing, right? Two things you need. You need a path to profitability on the operation side. You need to understand what you need to make and how do you need to arrange your operations to make that. And then on the other side, on the marketing side, you got to figure out who needs something that you are uniquely qualified to provide. Again, what is marketing? My three sentence description, my three sentence definition, it's three questions. What is the product? Understand what your product is, right? What's the product? Who is it for? Understand who needs what you have. And then how do you reach them? How do you figure out a way to tell them that you've got what they need? The best part about my definition and what I've always said is that uh, the three questions, literally the who is at the heart of our definition. It's right in the middle. You can't remove the who from our definition for marketing. You can't remove the who from marketing. Marketing is about figuring out the who and then figuring out what that who needs, what that group needs. One of the biggest things that I see in restaurants that are failing or struggling is that they have not taken the time to figure out the who. And that's a problem. Likewise, again, alternately on the other side, one of the things that keeps people, uh, restaurants successful is when they have figured out what people want and they merely give them what they want. Now, I'm not talking about lowest common denominator. You can certainly stretch things. You can go to the edges. You can give something interesting. But at the very bare bones, you got to understand what people need and then find a way to give it to them. You can give it to them in a new way, in an innovative way, in a creative way. But at the core, you have to understand your audience enough. You have to understand your market enough to know what they need. And then you got to give them what they need. When we talk about restaurants, what restaurants need to succeed, those are the two things. That's what I wanted to talk to you about today. You need a path to profitability and you need to understand really what marketing it is and how you do that. You need a framework for thinking about that. Again, two ways to market. Come up with a product and figure out who wants that product or you figure out what people need and create a product to fill that need. We, we spend a lot of time doing it the first way and I promise you, you will be more successful. We as an industry will be more successful if we work on the other side, if we figure out what people want and simply give that to them in smart, innovative, creative, dynamic ways. That's what you need. 
Now, listen, as I said at the top, and I said a couple of times throughout the show, uh, I run a couple of coaching programs. Uh, they're masterminds for restaurant owners. I collect restaurant owners from all over the country uh, on a call every single week. It's two hours every single week. Uh, the program uh, works. The impact we're making is real. Uh, if you've got questions about any of this, or if you're curious to learn how you take this to go to the next level, how we apply this to your business, uh, and what we do after you've internalized this, then I urge you to, uh, to give me a call. Again, set up a call, 45 minutes. It's totally free, uh, totally free. It's a strategy session. Go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. As always, I appreciate you guys being here. Big thanks to all the sponsors. I hope to chat with uh, many of you over the next couple of weeks. Again, I do eight or 10 of these every single week, and I love being able to connect, uh, connect with the listeners, all these uh, restaurant owners and operators out there. All of you, please reach out. Restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash schedule. Appreciate you being here, and I will see you next time.